podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Natcom Show on ESPN in association with Betfred and a brand new weekly episode of the pod gang, Edge Rush. Welcome to Edge Rush, where we take a closer look at some of the weekend's games and tee up some of the best action that you need to be looking at. Right alongside me, a man whose dedication and commitment to sports gambling knows no bounds. Many of you will know him from our show as producer Ollie. What's going on, Ollie? Are we winning? Are we winning? Who knows, yeah. Nat? Who knows? Let's be honest. I think we should be. We, we should, should be. Some kind of tally here. I would say so. I would say it's been a relatively successful year. I thought it was easier Already at the bragging. beginning. Already bragging. Already bragging. I'd, I'd say it was easier at the beginning of the season because the overs were just flying in left, right and centre. Whereas right. I think with the, weather, with the weather coming in, for us to be starting a gambling podcast a week after we both backed the over in the Texans-Browns game <laughs> is slightly bold. I love the fact that you are already dropping that. Yeah, you'll look at the weather. Like a week ago, I had to point <laughs> you, to alert you to the fact that you need to be looking at weather now if it's a game not in a dome. So <laughs> you're already claiming that as your insight. Um, but you do know a thing or two. So it's great to have you alongside me for this. I was going to give you the nickname Prop O, right? Because you love prop bets instead of Prop Joe, Prop O. Until you told me about two hours ago, you've never seen The Wire. Which yes, no, I have never seen the one. Just, so most of our listeners out there who have, because I know they're a literate bunch, would just be shaking their heads right now as they're listening to this, wherever you're listening to us. Good to have you with us. Big shout out to our partners, Betfred. Appreciate their support. All right, well, let's get down to business. Let's start with Monday Night Football. Why not, right? We're company men after all. Yeah, 100%. Bucks, Rams, over-unders at 47.5. The line is currently Bucks minus four and a half. It did open around Bucks minus three, but a lot, mm. a lot of money has been coming in on Tampa Bay, which is interesting when you look at the statistics. Mm. Tampa Bay are two, eight and two against the spread in the last 12 games at home. And also there's a lot of people saying that uh, the new Tom Brady narrative is that he can't do it in prime time because mm. he's lost to the Bears in prime time. He got absolutely smacked by the Saints in prime time. And then he only managed to beat the Giants by two points in prime time. Do you buy into any of that now? I love that. Tom Brady, if there is an example of not just an NFL player, but an athlete in the history of sport that is unbelievable in prime time, I think it's probably Tom Brady. This is it's, it's insane, isn't it? Do you, want to hear one, do you want to hear one narrative that I read? I Tell genuinely me. read this. Apparently, he's not doing well in prime time because his bedtime during the week is 8.30 p.m. <laughs> Someone genuinely wrote that as a reason to back the buck, uh, the Rams. Do you know what Tom Brady does uh, as part of his uh, pre-bedtime activities? Watches The Wire. Just He's been watching the box. <laughs> it's absolutely true. Uh, look, it, nonsense, ridiculous. Uh, the, the Saints game was, was particularly woeful, but for all kinds of reasons, not least that the Saints were playing out of their skin on both sides of the ball and significantly Tampa Bay deviated from the run. I mean, it was extraordinary why that was their game plan. They had, I think, what less than 10 total yards on the ground, which obviously re removes that aspect of their offense, but also completely affects the play action, which is what they've been relying on so significantly. So a bizarre strategy there, completely realigned, and we saw what they were able to do against Carolina, 544 total yards. Admittedly, Ronald Jones got 86% of, <laughs> of those yards, but they were just in, in complete rhythm, right? And this was really key, I thought. When you think of this matchup against the Rams and the Jaden Ramsey factor, Ramsey, of course, who took out DK Metcalf 
completely shut him down against the Hawks the week before. Against Carolina, Brady was spraying it around. He didn't need to concentrate on one particular receiver, which is a key to their offense, right? No single player had more than seven catches or collectively 92 yards. And and so if Ramsey is going to take out Evans or take out the most productive receiver on the day, I don't think that's going to affect them too much. A few things that are going to be really interesting here defensively, with Andrew Whitworth out, that's a huge loss for the Rams. Obviously, anybody losing your blindside tackle is a huge loss, but particularly when Jared Goff's your quarterback because every quarterback is different under pressure. It, obviously, their ability is reduced under pressure, but there are some more acute than others. And Goff is, I think, amongst the most Jekyll and Hyde quarterbacks in the NFL. When he's under pressure, he's a totally different player. So that's fascinating. The flip side of that is whether this Tampa line can get into uh, this uh, Rams like can get into Brady's face. Can Donald get into and uh, Brock is in the mix? Leonard Floyd from the outside as well because that's the ticket to, to beating Tom Brady, as we know, right? We've seen it time and time again. The most effective game plan against Brady is up the middle in his face. So, with all of that in mind, mm. are you leaning towards over or under forty-seven and a half points? Looking at it, five of the last six Rams games have had forty or less points, and as you've just said when the Bucs tend to come up against strong pass rushing teams such as the Saints and the Bears, they don't score a lot of points. So statistics tend to see it going towards the under. But what do you think? It's, a, it's fascinating. The ground game's key as well, right? Because I think if we're going to get, you get over that total, the Rams have to establish a ground game, right? I think that's a fundamental. And I don't know if they will against this, this Bucks D, which is so sturdy against the run, despite Vita Ven not being there at, because of injury, everything you're saying lends itself to the under. But I think Brady will carry on where he left off against the Panthers. I don't think they're going to be as productive, but I think that they could easily put up 27 plus points. Yeah. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm slightly leaning over. I don't feel strongly about it, but it, if I do take a look at this game, it will be over. I think it makes sense from what you've said to take the Bucks over line which would mm. probably be around that area anyway. Yeah. So I think that would be something for people to look at. Kansas City, Vegas. Mm. COVID's affected this quite a lot, right? Because the Raiders, yeah. Raiders have been hit. So where's the line at the moment? We're recording this Friday afternoon. So the line is at Chiefs minus seven. So they've been giving a touchdown and the over-under is at 56 and a half, which is mm. obviously in light of the game where there was 279 points the last time they played. <laughs> it was like 40-32. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I'm, I'm not 100% sure that the over-under should be that high, taking into account everything. I mean, the Raiders' pass defense ranks 25th in the league. So, mm. obviously, I see the Kansas City scoring a lot of points. But at the same time, we all know Andy Reid off a bye week. He's 18-3. and three. And I don't think right. he's going to be concerned about his offense in that bye week. I think all he's going to be thinking about is his D. I think that's all he would have been doing is trying to stop Derek Carr and this Raiders offense. Yeah, and, and try and stop the run because that's what the Raiders will look at, right? Because that's obviously their, their strong suit in particular. And it's the Achilles heel of, of the Chiefs' run D. The only thing I think more dangerous than... Uh, a return game against this particular Chiefs uh, and Andy Reid and Mahomes in particular, when you have rubbed their noses in it, which the Raiders did by yeah. driving around Arrowhead and doing a victory lap, the only thing more dangerous is facing that exact same Chiefs side after a bye week. Yeah, <laughs> they are going to unleash hell on the Raiders. I love this slide. I lo- Look, I don't care if it goes up potentially to double digits, I might follow it all the way up there. Yeah. So Evan, I'm all over that. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, going... In addition to what you just said, 
it just the statistics just all are in favour of Kansas City. 15-3 against the spread in their last 18 games. That is absolutely ridiculous, of course, including the Super Bowl. Chiefs 9-1 against the spread in their previous 10 contests against teams with a winning record. Mm. And then if you want to flip down Vegas, Vegas are 2-5 against the spread in their last seven games at home. Mm. So everything is looking towards Kansas City easily covering the points here. Yeah, I uh, I feel much more strongly about that than the, the, the over-under. Look, and, and we should just be really clear, the COVID issue has taken out uh, Cleland Farrell, at least on the Raiders D, and potentially others, including Jonathan Abram, who were in close proximity, so are testing regularly. So, you know, it's day-to-day as to whether they'll yeah. start. So you could end up situation here where a lot of the, the Raiders D are out, certainly a couple of starters quite quite possibly uh, irrespective of that uh, and that will change the line even more but irrespective of that Chiefs much more than the over under and I guess same as you were saying for the previous game probably shading more towards team total for Kansas City although that is a that, that's a big number but seven looks seven looks good to me all right what's next we're going Colts Packers we are going Colts Packers so this has been an interesting one because the line opened at Packers minus two and a half so Packers went into this initially as favourites and then the money just absolutely flowed in for the Colts and now we're looking at a minus two and a half in favour of the Colts. The over-under is at 51 and a half. I think that's largely due to the fact that the Colts absolutely blew out the Titans last week and the Packers rank in the top five in points scored and passing touchdowns and of course it's indoors so that old weather mm. won't affect us. Where are you leaning towards in this one? Mm. I, I agree Bear, like they are this season they're like they were last season right one of the best records in the league no one's really buying them so part of me thinks yeah. this could be a really interesting game in the course and trajectory of this season right and if we kind of link a few points of Brady had his nose blooded on prime time so of course he was gonna uh, unleash hell against uh, a Carolina we were talking about this earlier on before we start recording about Thursday Night Football, which is, of course, to happen last night. And the Seahawks, yeah. uh, both you and I were on. And it was worth pointing out to our listeners, you know, you produced the show for a while now. We probably spent as much time talking about the action and gambling <laughs> on the NFL oh, as we do about the actual NFL. Yeah. But they are <laughs> actual work. And we were saying last night, messaging like all across, all over Seattle for, for that reason, that it was a, a great opportunity for the defense, which has been absolutely vilified to step up and prove a point, which to a degree they did. Certainly the pass structure which is getting better for Seattle did that, right? I think this is the same kind of game, potentially. And when you've got a player like Aaron Rodgers, an all-time great, I think this could be a game. Everybody's raving about, is this Colts defense the best defense in the NFL right now? All his receivers, apart from Devontae Adams, they're terrible. They should have drafted a receiver. He can't believe they didn't draft a receiver and they drafted a successor. All of these stories, I think, can, can come together. I think the Packers can... I can, I can see Rogers going off here and, and Lazard should be back. If they can get the ground game going and Aaron Jones in particular, which they didn't really manage to do last time. I, I, I think the Packers, it could be very interesting. It's teed up for me. I can see where the, why the, the money's coming in on the Colts, but it's teed up for me for Aaron Rodgers to have one of those days where he just carves them apart. And I think it's interesting before the news broke about Devontae Adams missing training on Thursday due to an ankle injury. Mm. I was absolutely convinced to take the Packers here. It was their first chance to have Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones all in the field since right. week three. 
But at the same time, I think Adams is going to play. That's what reports are suggesting. The, despite the injury, the interesting one, Elderwise, is you know the Packers have never won in Indianapolis. Never. What? Ever? Yeah, never. The um, the other thing as well, I guess, the run game for the Colts is, mm, you know, Marlon Mack is a big loss, right? And they're ranked 29th. Yeah, I, uh, I think I'm Do you really... think the fact that this is... So Green Bay are 4-1 in road games against the spread. And I actually think playing inside in Indianapolis, despite the fact they've never won there, is going yeah. to massively benefit the Packers because it basically means that Aaron Rodgers is going to have license to throw the ball as much as he wants. That saying that Adams and Alan Lazard are playing... Yeah. I think instead of being in a windy, rainy Lambeau field, yeah. playing inside Indianapolis gives Rodgers a much better chance at beating the third best passing defense in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed. I mean, that's it's going to be brilliant to watch. Incidentally, old Colts Packers, as well as Ravens Titans, two live games this weekend. The Betfred are offering a free £5 bet if you stake a fiver or more on the pick your punt market on either of those live Sky games. So check out all the NFL markets on the Betfred app or at betfred.com. You've got to be 18 plus. Uh, be gambleaware.org is the website and please gamble responsibly. Right, prop O, time for your prop bet of the week. I've actually gone quite bold with this one. I'm slightly nervous mm. about it. I won't Good. lie to you, Nat. I've gone for Marquise Brown to score mm. a touchdown anytime. Why are you so, nervous? I quite like that. But, but, but yeah, the, no, yeah. Well, let me, like let me make my case. So I'm a little bit nervous just because obviously he's only scored two touchdowns this year. And a lot of people questioning him. He only had two receptions and 14 yards against the Patriots, but he was being guarded by JC Jackson. He's obviously got the most interceptions of any corner in the league. And then he had a poor outing against an elite party in the Colts the week before. So mm. I think Hollywood's going to be looking to prove the doubters wrong against mm. this Titans D and obviously when the last time the Ravens played the Titans was last year in the playoffs everyone remembers the loss but mm. what people don't remember is that Brown went for 126 yards of right. seven catches so I think he knows exactly how to to beat this defence and considering the fact that Lamar Jackson is being questioned and considering the fact that he's being questioned I think they're going to go out there and want to prove a point and I honestly mm. think they will I'm not leaning towards anything in terms of the game here in the line or the total, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff to play with in terms of the prop bets. And Marquise Brown to score a touchdown anytime is my favourite. Love it. All right. And uh, as we've established, all big on the props. So uh, all the way through the rest of the season, we'll be uh, weighing in with some more. We all will be weighing in with some props uh, on Edge Rush. And we're also going to uh, end things every episode with our lock of the week. So it could be a game that we've already talked about or, or indeed a prop bet we've already talked about. It might be something different. So each of us has got a lock of the week the thing we like the most the bet we like the most i'll i'll kick off ball i'm gonna go with the saints over saints falcons over right so this is around 51 at the time of recording right and that's actually quite a crucial number as well of course in terms of uh in terms of the totals the falcons are giving up 28 points per game on average a lot of yardage mainly through the air as well atlanta uh offensively are humming again they're averaging 30 points per game in the last four. Calvin Ridley should be fit after the bye. He's had six touchdowns this season. Julio's obviously in there as well. Matt Ryan will, I think, relish the chance against the Saints D that, yes, has definitely stepped up. The Bucks game's a great example of that. But I think you can get a, a Lattimore and, and Junoris Jenkins. And so I reckon Ryan will air it out. I don't think uh, there's any doubt of that. And I think they'll land a few blows there. By the way, Kamara's had as many touchdowns as the New York Jets this season. That <laughs> doesn't surprise me, Eddie. <laughs> that me one either, because I love it. Uh, so I am going over 51 
Saints Falcons is my lock of the week. Interesting. I have a couple of stats mm. uh, for you. You're going to destroy my argument right here. Not necessarily. It depends what you think about these over-under statistics in terms mm. of... So the first, first three Falcons games went all over, but then since then, the last six, only two have gone over. Mm. And then, amazingly, the first seven Saints games all went over the spread, mm-hmm. and the last two have gone under. Mm-hmm. So it depends how much you read into those trends. I do like that. My only concern is the New Orleans Saints defense is so much better than it was. Yeah, I think that's the reason that those last two games have gone under is purely yeah. for the fact that they've only conceded one touchdown. Well, one of those games but under was that was that insane game against the Bucks, right? Which I mean, you know, you play that game ninety nine times out of hundred, it doesn't go under. Yeah, no, fair enough. I understand that. How many times are you going to keep the Bucks to three points? I suppose as well that if this season. 50 is kind of the even higher than that right you yeah. know, last year previous years 51 is a big line this season it is 2020 it's not like not this doesn't worry me too much I believe it's the average actually I think 51 right? is the average amount of points in the NFL right now which wow. is interesting for yeah. listeners looking at the fact that majority of the over-unders this week are all in the 40s so mm. maybe a weekend to go after the overs although for my lock of the week I'm going to yep. steer clear of the over-under I'm going for one that you'll be very happy about. I am going for Miami to beat Denver. Love it. With the points at minus three and a half. Love Denver, it. In search of their first win at home this season, they're 0-4, while Miami are 3-1 and one in road games. Since week five, the Dolphins' defense have only allowed 17.2 points on average and is the second in getting quarterback pressures. And I think, whether it's Drew Locke or Brett Ripien, I don't think the Broncos are going to have any chance of being able to handle this Dolphins defense. And especially when you consider the amount of problems they caused Justin Herbert and Keelan Allen last week. I just think that we see the Dolphins continuing this run. Do you not? Do you agree? I completely, I've got, I've got them for the win with the points as well. Uh, it, the way I'm looking at it, I think the, inevitably there's so much focus on tour and, and it's exciting and it is getting better week on week. As, as, as a rookie quarterback should, by and large. But it is, as you rightly say, spot on is the defense that is the foundation of his team. And Flores, love Flores uh, and what he's doing. I mean, the game plan against the Rams was brilliant. Just getting in his hair, yeah. getting in Goff's head and dialing it up and leveraging that old Belichick uh, patronage. Really like, and special teams too. I like the weapons around. And Denver are just not at the races whatsoever. It's, no. it's, a, it's a great shout. I love it. I love it. You know the only thing that scares me now? Tell me. The insane amount of money that has come in on Miami. Right. It's it's about 95% of money has come in on Miami, but Mm. the line hasn't moved. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that scares me. Everything about this game says that Miami should easily beat Denver. Easily. It says that Denver should score very few points, that Miami should cruise to victory. Their special teams probably score another touchdown. But at the same time, why are the bookies not moving that line then? There are always some games like that. I suppose what you could look at, because it's over three as well, and three is a crucial line. And we'll get into this as the, as the Ed Rush shows roll, but looking at teasing and maybe taking a line and bringing it under, under those key numbers, so like teasing them to two and a half and, uh, and, and bringing in another, uh, another bet. So you're, you're basically doubling down and, and, uh, and looking at it that way. Uh, if you're slightly worried about that, I, I know what you mean. There are some things that seem so crystal clear. Yeah. 
the cold light of day, you think, how did I, how did I fall into that trap? I, I'm just exactly. Not, it's a trap. Sure it's one yeah. of them. You know, I think Denver, as you say, are, are, are terrible offensively <laughs> as Drew Locke goes for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Exactly. That's the thing that I'm scared of. It feels like it could happen, but all of my senses, all of the logic, all of the reason, all of the money is going on Miami. So that means that has to be my lock of the week. I like it. I like it. There we go. Then those are our locks of the week. Go over Saints, Falcons, take Miami, uh, give the points up as well. Uh, there we go. Incidentally, before we get out of Dodge, uh, it is essential to point out that Betfred supports Safer Gambling Week. Uh, they have an extensive range of tools that allow customers complete control over time and money that they spend gambling to keep it fun. Betfred firmly believes that Gambling should be an enjoyable leisure activity for everybody. So for more information about that, be gambleaware.org or head to the responsible gambling section on the website or the Betfred app. There we go. That is our very first Edge Rush Propo. Saluting you. Fine work, my friend. Bring in some serious stats and angles. Uh, let's find out how it all plays out. Enjoy the action on Sunday. We're back on Monday with our next episode of the Nat Coombs Show. Looking back at... Uh, I this is a really fascinating weekend. I can't wait to get into that. I can't wait to get into the radio studio, do our live show, and then uh, get back on the pod for Monday. So it will be dropping into your podcatcher of choice some point on Monday. And incidentally, if you haven't, uh, checked us out on social media, at the NC Show, right? Oh, there's lots of good stuff on there. Lots of video as well. So, hey, we might drop some video with you on so our listeners will get their very first look at Propo. Yeah, exactly. The The shame is that I completely overestimated my capability to grow a moustache for November. Mm. so if we could potentially delay <laughs> the first video being released till December when I can actually shave that would be a massive uh, I'd be very grateful what I'll do is I'll get Dave one of our creative team just to just <laughs> draw it on and post <laughs> I don't think I want that either no you I don't think I want that either look after yourself great work Carl we will see you Monday okay. bye for now Podcast Network.